Out the holly, put up the tree before my spirit falls again. Fill up the stocking, I may be rushing things, but deck the halls again now. For we need a little Christmas right this very minute. Candles in the window, carols at the spirit. Yes, we need a little Christmas right this very minute. It hasn't snowed a single flurry, but Santa dear, we're in a hurry. So Hello and welcome to the Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. How's everybody doing out there? Hope you're having a wonderful August. Oh my gosh, everything just thundered live. I don't know if the mic picked that up, but uh, that was scary. Anyway... Lots of uh, episode feedback this week on an intermission. You got, I got uh, some texts. I got some messages about Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Apparently, I think, and I agree, I think I was a little hard on Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I also got a post on Patreon from uh, Elizabeth Power, who wrote, uh, I have uh, cerebral palsy and use a wheelchair. I usually get a kick out of jokes where someone pretends to be disabled for con purposes, especially in a musical like this where it's supposed to be funny. I would especially die laughing if part of it is about how they get miraculously cured at a church. I don't know. I've never seen it, but I would probably laugh without being offended. But again, that's just me. Also, does everything have to be challenging? Obviously, some things should, but can't some things just be hilarious? Or does adding humor to the challenging parts make it even funnier? And you know what? This is an excellent point, uh, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for, for writing in. Um, and for being a patron, I should say. Patreon.com slash OriginalCastPod. It, it is important, I think, to remember that many... There are some things, I think, that, that never can be funny, and there are some things that will always be funny, and there are these other gray areas of things that can really touch on the edge and be taboo subjects that, if handled properly, can be very funny in the, if they're handled correctly by the writers for the tone and for the, uh, the, the purpose in the plot and the character and all that. And it's important to remember that these are despicable people in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels doing despicable things and getting abuse for it. And I think that... It's one of these instances where, because I haven't seen the show, I've only listened to it, I'm, and I'm only getting it uh, through the lens of the album. And from everything that Kelly said in the episode when we, we talked about it, she greatly enjoyed it. Uh, so uh, I, I think that, yeah, it, it's entirely possible that Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is just a really, really funny show that deals in some pretty, you know, areas, but gets there uh, because it's written thoughtfully and carefully and, and is, is actually very, very funny. So it's entirely possible. I think I maybe was a little bit rough on Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Uh, so um, apologies for that. It's uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad that everybody... It was kind of interesting to see a lot of people rush to its defense. Um, and so uh, I, I'm glad everyone enjoys it, it so much. And I will, I will try to remember in the future not to be quite so so tough on it. I will remember in the future that, uh, that I don't... Uh, just hearing the album is only part of the the situation, and just because it sounds kind of risque to me doesn't mean that it uh, it can't be hilarious. I now have a voicemail from Sharon Horwat about the original cast at the movies. Hello, Patrick. This is Sharon. I hope you are having a good day. Um, I finished listening to the episode of Original Cast of the Movies where you talked about a little night music, and I have some thoughts. This was really. I, I, I don't know what to say other than it's so bad. And I think they part of it is they cut a bunch of stuff. Some of it is understandable, like they cut the quintet. But 
The thing that makes me the most sad about them cutting the quintet is that they cut all the reprises as a result. And I think that has some of the most beautiful um, emotional moments with all those reprises at the end. Or like how um, when Anne and uh, Henrik are... Uh, when they're running off together, you hear her reprise of soon. And when Frederick sees them running away, you hear the reprise of you must meet my wife. And then um, when Charlotte um, and her husband finally embrace, you hear a reprise of every day, a little death. It's really sweet. It's lovely. I actually did manage to find that uh, that entire 1990 uh, New York City Opera production is also available on YouTube in full um, and is quite good, actually. Anyway, bye. Thank you for that, Sharon. Um, yes, that was a really good point. I had neither myself nor Casey Aaron Clark nor Kevin David Thomas thought about that, that the intricacies of Sondheim's score in night music that were sort of extricated to make the film version work really take away from the show as a as a whole like really in general it, the sort of once you start to pull that thread the show is so tightly written that you kind of have to i think almost go back to ground zero and and sort of like go okay what's the you have to go back to zero and kind of go okay well if we're going to do this we have to really rewrite this score we have to really rework this and they obviously didn't do that um if you're wondering what sharon is talking about why i didn't see an episode on the little night music movie that's because you're not a patron of the original cast over at patreon.com slash original cast pod which means you don't have access to our bonus podcast the original cast of the movies and uh, we're talking about sondheim here in 2021 we just released our episode on Dick Tracy a couple weeks ago with Rob Schneider and uh, Roddy Flynn, and that was so much fun. Next up is Carrie Ginsburg talking about Gypsy. Gang, you definitely want to be a part of that. We're doing them all. We got Camp coming up soon. We got Into the Woods coming up, Sweeney Todd, um, and we're closing out the year with uh, Best Worst Thing That Ever Could Have Happened with Kimberly Cooper Schmidt. She's going to dust off her college thesis and come talk to us about Merrily and Allegro. I mean, almost certainly we're going to be talking about Allegro. And uh, you really, really, really want to be a part of, of all of that. Um, as I've said, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, if you have one podcast, you have three, and I have three, and they all released episodes last week. You had your episode, uh, they all released episodes two weeks ago. You had your uh, intermission about spandex and songs for New World. You had your original cast of the movies talking about Dick Tracy. And guess what? Do you feel it in your fingers? Do you feel it in your toes? Christmas is is not close to us at all, um, but we're celebrating Christmas in July. How? Well, so remember that uh, last Christmas you gave me, never mind. Um, last Christmas, Beth Amon and I released a 12-part podcast series on the movie Love Actually, and guess what? We're back. We're back for the month of July. We're back for Christmas in July uh, with a very special episode with two people who uh, fans of this podcast will probably very much enjoy. Chris Adams and Holly Morgan from the Out for Blood uh, Story of C Carrie the Musical podcast, who uh, were on the show but two months ago, I think, talking about Bat Boy. Now they're talking with Beth and I over there about the 2006 film The Holiday, and uh, I'm going to give you five glorious minutes from that podcast right now. It's another example of like the things don't all add up. Like, yeah, parents divorce motivation for not crying. Great set. But then you're a workaholic for no reason. Yeah. 
Like you're just, but also like she's really good at her job and she clearly yeah. loves it. Like yeah. she, it's not like she's, you know, There's... in that scene with Catherine Hahn and John Krasinski who stood out like incredible sword yes. of that yeah. scene, which, which is great. I love to see them both. It, it was like, they have fun working together. She had good notes. Mm. She liked the trailer. She was like really enjoying her job. If she had been like, if they were on cut like 470 of this trailer and they looked haggard and like <laughs> sick and tired of working on it and she was noting them to death on it, that's yeah. a workaholic, but it's not. She's happy. She loves her job. She yeah. just doesn't cry, question mark. I don't <laughs> There's all these little like drops along the way of like, oh, well, like someone told me that I was bad in bed or like I had this yeah. trauma happen or someone said this. It's like, I don't actually believe that you are affected by these things that you're telling me are the things that have made you feel right. this way because you're like, you're successful. You seem to like your job. You're gorgeous. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand the problems that you have. Which is maybe not a, a, a kind <laughs> reading, of it, because, but I don't well, get it. But they don't no. really have problems. No issues. <laughs> and to solve their problem, they just like throw a load of money at it. And right. Fly yeah. to a different continent and have a lovely time. And yeah. I don't know how they solve the problem. I wanted to ask you guys, like this concept of home exchange, this was the first time I'd ever heard of it and probably the last time I've heard of it as well. <laughs> but would you do something like this? Would you well, just Especially decide... Chris having just moved house. Would you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I'd heard of it as like a, a kind of, yeah, as a concept. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's ever done it. Maybe it was like a late 90s crazy thing that people used to do. But um, yeah. I don't know. Like, how would you know what you were getting into? Like, you could get Kate Winslet's beautiful cottage or you could get someone's, you know, down the road who lives in stains in a terrible like you know horrible attic uh, or you, how, how do you know where Cameron where Kate lives if you've never seen any pictures but like I guess it's like a predecessor to Airbnb right where you kind right. of yeah you know, I, I don't know maybe it would be worth the risk just for the adventure because look what happened they had a great time well yes look I don't yeah. think I'd do it <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want someone go through my stuff apart from anything else. I mean, like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> see, I won't. We were. I, I will not Airbnb. I won't do it. And like, really? I just, I can't do it oh, because really? uh, same reason. I won't Uber. I don't trust it. There's something about like, there's not was, enough. Like, I will like a hotel <laughs> exists as an entity. Like this problem. First of all, I'm kind of like this problem was solved. We we have these things. You know? Is it like, because like, what, would you not Airbnb like when you had the kids with you? Like, if no, period. You... I won't do it. I will not Airbnb. I will not Airbnb, and I will not. Um... A weird line to draw from somebody. Else. <laughs> it's somebody's house. It's somebody's apartment. It only ever comes up when I go to New York, and people are like, right. well, you know, you could just Airbnb. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I won't do that because like I don't know what like I don't know what your apartment is. I don't know what the setting mm. is, and the building isn't created for being a, like a place for people to stay for one or two nights. It's a place where people live. And yeah. like, I'll stay at friends' apartments or whatever, but like, I'm not gonna gonna do that. And then like, mm. the Uber is the same thing to me. Like, I'm getting in a stranger's car. I don't care that they've like, <laughs> like I was I was a child of the '80s. One thing I was told over and over and over again was, don't get into strangers' cars. <laughs> I don't Sound get device. it. I don't trust it. Just put it. your key like between it. your knuckles. Right. Oh, I know. Every woman right. does. You'll be fine. <laughs> just fine. Right. Thank God you are not the lead character in this movie. This yes. film would have been very different if you wouldn't have got Kate off the Winslet ground. These, yeah, it would have <laughs> been like, ended. I'll think about home exchange. It would have yeah. been it would have been Kate Winslet in my house and me like in the garden, just sort of just like <laughs> No, it's fine. I agree. Really nice you hotel. stay. 
you stay and I'll just, I'll sit over here. You know, I'll be in the pool. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's switch this around, Chris, so that it's like actually happens in a hotel. Like Jude Law is just like the bellhop. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Which is possible. Yeah. But if he were, if he worked in a hotel, he'd have to do that accent that the driver does at the end. You know, like that Bert from Mary Poppins. Oh, yes. It's like, all right, Missy, you yeah. had a nice time. And it's all very like, yeah. <laughs> Cockney and he's got his yeah. chimney sweep on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the other. There's only two British voices in film. Actually, yeah. three because you had the kind of the, the sort of local lady in shop. She had yes. a slightly different voice. Yes. 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 Um the children are pure English children. In a oh film my gosh. Well, they? they absolutely They're straight are. from Daddy, do napkin head man. <laughs> yeah. You know, sort of yes. that. Who's why is Cameron Diaz in our house, Daddy? <laughs> Come and see my tent. Guess what? There's a link in the show notes. Go ahead out and head over to the uh, the old show notes there to get a link to go download and listen to What is Love Actually? Uh, we, we, we're thinking we're coming back this Christmas. That's what I can say. We're working it out. We're, we're trying to figure out how, what, what format the show will take now that we've <laughs> completed our uh, deep dive uh, dissection of, of Love Actually. What should we do? Do you have an idea? What kind of podcast would you like to listen to this Christmas? What kind of limited series podcast would you like to listen to that can't change its name from what is Love Actually? I've got an idea. Beth has a couple ideas. We're, we're working through it. We're going to figure it out. Um, speaking of Beth Heyman, who is the uh, managing director at Monumental Theater Company, I hope you all enjoyed their production of Songs for a New World. It is over now. Uh, you can't stream it anymore. But uh, it was wonderful, and I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope you took advantage of uh, of the advertisements they put on this podcast. And thank you to Monumental for sponsoring the podcast during that run. Um, and also, I want to make sure that you all head over to listen to Spandex, the musical, which I talked about in the previous intermission. Uh, that is now live. And uh, the link is in the show notes on how you can listen to their uh, audio presentation of their, <laughs> their Spandex, the musical. I, I'm not going to go into it again. You, you want to go listen. Uh, go listen to the previous intermission. Go listen to the show. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> you definitely want to be, uh, you want to be a part of this. You want to be in on the ground floor, so to speak, of uh, Spandex, the musical, because kids, it's, uh, it's just, it's so much fun. That's really all I have for this week. Um, so thank you so much for listening to the original cast. Uh, next week, Ellery Ward, the genius behind uh, A Perfect Little Death, the Stephen Sondheim indie folk covers album, uh, will be on the show. She's here to talk about Spring Awakening. It's an amazing conversation. I had so much fun. Literally just got finished recording it. Um, it's great. We talk about all different kinds of things. You're really, really going to enjoy it. Uh, so look forward to that with uh, Ellery Ward talking about Spring Awakening. Two weeks after that, uh, we're going to have Ben Schrager on talking about a new brain. We're just going to keep rolling with our Bill Finn. It's been like the last six months. We've been, been hitting Bill Finn like every other show, and it's been great. Having so much fun revisiting his shows and, and finding new ones. So um, thank you for listening to the original cast. Thank you so much to all the patrons out there. Go to patreon.com slash originalcastpod to become a patron and listen to the original cast of the movies. Go subscribe and listen to What Is Love Actually. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Shopping time, shopping time, shopping time.